We find ourselves today. The Dismount Squad is getting together to talk about five-day work weeks. Are we seriously still doing this bullshit? Yes, that is the topic of the day. We're talking the 40-hour work week. We're talking the rat race. We're talking the everlasting grind that we ultimately created for ourselves. And that is the one thing that is so interesting in this topic that we're talking today is we actually created the 40-hour work week. Like we are the originators. The public is the one who fought for the 40 hour work week. So I open up the day of saying, what the hell are we still doing this 40 hour work week? If we're the ones who created the 40, why can't we create the 35? Why can't we create the 30? Why can't we create something completely different? You know, the 32 hour work week sounds pretty damn good to me. You know, I'll take, I'll take four days. I'll take a three day weekend every single weekend to open this up and really discuss the beginnings of this actual topic we got it we got to step back to the origin of the 40-hour work week and the origin of the 40-hour work week traces back to the 19th and 20th century and this was during the industrial revolution where we were often working 60 plus hour weeks and that was kind of the standard and that was the norm and in the united states we really fought for us to basically break that down to a 40-hour work week ultimately Ultimately, we won. We got this all put together. Henry Ford was a big part of it. So Henry Ford was actually uh, exponentially involved with this whole scenario. And he is the he is the famous person uh, or one of the famous people to basically make the statement of I don't want thinkers. I want workers or I want workers, not thinkers whichever way you want to look at it. And ultimately what transpired was a changing of our entire educational system. (laughs) We now have our entire educational system set up as factory working style. We have all of our kids sitting in factory working styles. We told, we told young boys that if they couldn't sit still for a long duration of time that they were the actual problem and we started pumping them full of medicine so this 40-hour work week has so many more implications built onto it that don't just affect the person who's actually living the 40-hour work week like me myself like i'm living the four we're all living the 40-hour work week but there is stuff that's transpiring all the way down to the young kid in kindergarten, in first grade, in second grade, that is what's ultimately pushing them into a direction that they shouldn't have to be put in at, at that age. You know, so where do you stand, Brandon, on how do you feel about your current situation with your work life? You know, I, I think you might actually work more than 40 hours a week, right? 11 and a half a day. 11 and a half a day. <sighs> Except for Friday. It's down to an eight. And it's funny because that's at the end of every day. Friday, I'm like, oh, this is what everybody else is experiencing. I'm like, damn. So then right now I'm kind of at the pre, I'm during the industrial times. I'm still stuck in the industrial. I'm in manufacturing. So it's like, I am that person who's like, oh, I need to fight to get to the 40 hour work week. I think I know where you're going, but I don't want to. I, I think the thing, and I, we'll just, we'll just transition right now. I think the thing that's so difficult with something like your situation is that company that you work for pumps is making so much money. And I actually have to say like some of the things that I've seen from your company that you've talked about are like, whoa, holy shit. Like that big ass bonus that you missed by just like two weeks weeks of not starting before that. Like there was a, there was a COVID bonus at his company and all the guys who just work the factory lines were getting like huge sum of money. Well, it's not even COVID. It's just at the end of the year and why they do it. It's a get through the one year. You'll probably get through the next work the long hours, but then you get a Christmas time and you get a week off at Christmas time. Oh, it's, it's pretty nice to like, if you first start, imagine if I was started two weeks before that, I'd have been like giving you here. Yeah. Within like four months, you're going to get a huge sum of money and you're going to get a week paid for Christmas and not have to use it. We're not talking, we're not talking two zeros after this. We're talking three zeros after this bonus. Like this is a substantial bonus for a company where you're doing your fat. And I'm not downgrading the, the level of what they're doing. I'm just saying 
that's epic. Like to work at that company and getting those kind of bonuses when the guy right down the street has the same exact setup might not be making or manufacturing the same exact stuff, but they're probably making just as much profit and they are not treating their workers the same way. Nope. So being at a place like that, I think that's what makes this even more difficult for the conglomerate to really get behind because you're going to have those people who are still going to fight the change one two they're gonna fight for well that's not fair if those people get it and i don't get it three how do you really like how do you really build like a set standard like we have the 40-hour work week but there are so many different countries that don't follow the 40-hour work week one two there are so many different companies and different industries out there that don't even fall under the 40-hour work week so honestly like for the people who are sitting through this 40-hour work week, there might not actually be that many people to band together to really change this whole scenario when you think about it. Do you know anybody that works 40 hours a week? Like 40 hours minimum, no, like unless it's a, a labor union type, like, you know, whatever it may be, like maybe they work in labor or something, maybe those people. I don't know anybody that works 40 hours a week. I do. Or, I, I don't, I can't name anybody. I know that I do. I yeah. know that I do my 40 hours. And the only reason, the only time I don't do 40 hours is if there's a project, but I haven't had a project at this company. Yeah. Like I've, I guess I think I, maybe the people I know that work, work in like these, I think maybe my brother doesn't, I guess I, I the people I know work in such distinct industries, like, you know, medical, like most of my family were nurses or something like that. Or, yeah. um, like I work in sales. There's no like 40. I, I can't tell you the last time I only worked 40 hours in a week. My typical day is nine hours. That's already 45. Yeah. And I'm lucky if like, that's that's the minimum. Like maximum, I'm pushing like 50, 55. Easily. That, easily. I mean, just working 12 hour days, guaranteed like October through April, I'm working two or three 12 hour days a week. Yeah, with the games. Yeah. Oh, hands yeah. down. So it's, maybe it's just the people I know, but 40 hours to me sounds nice. <laughs> well, here's the thing, like, 40 hours sounds fantastic until, right. you're, until you're locked into a salary yeah. and until you're locked into, okay, this is the amount of money I'm going to make this year and there's nothing else to it. And, right. and you have like, that's what ends up pushing people, I think, into these different mentalities. And like, for me, like, I'll say it again. I'll say it a million times. I finally work for a damn fucking good company and I'm still trying to get the fuck out of it. But like, yeah. you know, like where I even am at is set in stone like i make my hours but i have like i have other parameters that really change that whole mentality up like i could travel to a lot of different places and do more time like and but here's the thing like that's what even made this job like even more sick ass and i'm not trying to fucking like blow it up that this job is so fantastic because it has it has its downs like i sit here and say like I just, I don't even know if the 40 hour work week really actually is a thing or am it just because we, we live close to working a 40 hour work week or this has been like the narrative that has been pumped at us that like, yeah, you go to work or you go, you, you're at least at a minimum going to work 40 hours, you know, you, to have a full time job, it, you're at least working 40 hours a week. Right. So is that the parameters that open up the whole pandora's box of like difference of weeks of like difference of jobs of difference of industries you know this is the this is the minimum like you ride on a highway and it says speed limit 65 but the minimum's 40 you can't go under 40 well that's kind of interesting like why's it got to be a minimum of 40 like why are they hitting me with a minimum of 40 on the highway you know what i mean like, is that a subliminal message? I ain't trying to read into it, but maybe you could. So I, I think that this 40-hour work week, I mean, for me, I just don't understand why we need to do it as much as we need to do it. And I think that there are industries that ultimately are not going to be able to get around a 40-hour work week. And the only way you could get around a 40-hour work week to me, and what I'm kind of one of those industries that I'm referencing is like, your health and safety, your health and safety. So your police, your police, your firefighters, your people who work in the health department, work in your hospitals, like unless you have a workforce of just exponential amount of people, then there's no way that anyone's going to be able to get a break. 
Yeah, but then there's the people that like work in um like technologically based coding or something. And maybe they're really good at their job and they get paid a salary and are expected to be in the office three times a week and then work from home for two. And they're so fucking good at their job, they put something in front of them and they work on their job they're paid for for maybe two hours a day. Yeah. And then they sit around and fuck off for six. Hell yeah. There's a lot of jobs like that. Yeah. Like there are like, yeah, there's like people who are like, you know, I guess like, I mean, a patrol, like a, a, a beat cop doesn't really like spend every second of his eight hour day or her hour eight hour day working they kind of sit around and wait for calls and maybe there's a busier day than such but there's always a break for somebody but they have to be there you have to have someone on call so that's why that's different but it's funny to think of like you know a job such as i'm sure i can think of 10 more but like someone writing code who's really really good and they're just hey we need you to work on this project and they crush their project and like 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 you know a neighborhood that's needs to spend their tax dollars to get the same amount of money next year you're just like i don't want to you know i don't want to not make it look like i'm working so i'm gonna gonna draw it out and, and make it seem like this takes me a little longer than it actually does so in turn those people maybe don't need 40 hours a week to actually accomplish what's put in front of them you know yeah. i think even like myself like going through my job my job is a constant my job is the epitome of like being a professional grinder it's it's yeah, I am in a grind 24-7. Like, it's that's what my job is. I go in, got to get myself going every day to call 80 people. It's June fucking 6th. I have to call you right now. Zach, how are you? Would you like to buy something off of me today? I'm a fruitcake. <laughs> so this is not Zachary. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk about um, an event that's not occurring for four more months? Okay, cool. And then do it again. <laughs> 79 more times at a minimum. I think my job is the epitome of like, I can always work. I could be working right now. If I want to make some more money, that's the dude. Like, I, I will not. I refuse. Right. But if I want to sit here on Sundays and make calls and sell shit to make more money, I'd A, be the only idiot doing it. But if I, that's, that's my job. There's always something else to do. Right. So it's, it's, interesting because i don't think you can just have a narrow-sighted view of how many hours a person should spend working it it would just become in a, in a world where everything has to be equal this is the one thing where i just don't feel like it's equal i don't feel like 40 hours gives a good description of how long it takes a certain person to accomplish a certain thing no and i think that's what really for me is like why is there this substance like why is there this standard and why are we like so programmed to want to continue riding down this path like yeah you know what i mean so like i know i'm not stupid like i've done that before in the past like i've gotten all my stuff done and like went and said like oh i'm done with all my stuff like what 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 do i need to do next and i'm like you learn like you you either learn or you keep going through that loop of getting more shit added yeah. to your plate yeah. and you realize later on like wow I am an absolute moron for putting all that more shit onto my plate that was not on my plate. Interesting at work, I I got shit for doing cleaning too hard. I went in on machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Machines I was at, and what I ended up doing was we had like two or three days of cleaning. I was done before the first shift was over, as far as everybody else's standards. I was done within like probably four hours cleaning it spotless remotely, and then I was like, I don't have shit to do. I'm on my 90 day probation. I can't let a manager or anybody walk by me see me sitting on my phone meanwhile other people they're just like yeah i just watched like three movies back there i don't know what you're doing you <laughs> asshole working over here cleaning up spotless Dude. don't do that and i was like what are you talking i was like the next guy's gonna have to do that i'm like well i can't just sit here with my thumb up my ass and have yeah yeah walk by yeah because then you're setting the expectation for the next guy who comes in and covers the shift like, oh, well, you know, the night guy always cleans up and then you come in here after your shift and there's nothing ever done. So now you're throwing your guys under the bus because you're showing uh, initiative at work. They actually told me to leave stuff for the night guy. They said, hey, actually, he said exactly like that. He goes, hey, there's a guy coming in after you. You got to leave him some work to do. Don't just like let him sit here on his ass. Right. Yeah. The implications of trying to do your job right, but also oust yourself as the ass at work yeah like what <laughs> you know what i mean that's what for me like but it, that was the eye-opener i'm like what the hell am i trying to beat myself up for for all these people to dislike me yeah 
You know what I mean? Like I, I already learned that back in the day. Like I learned that back in third grade. Like yeah. to stop trying to like be like the fucking class fucking uh, superstar. Other than ass kissing, though, that's like the epitome of my job. Like we are, we are given rewards in front of the entire staff, like the department, for out grinding and out hustling the person next to you. Mm. Like my boy Philip. He, dude, he's not the best, most refined salesperson. He'll tell you that, but he makes more phone calls than anybody, and he sells more than anybody. Yeah, he is our number one salesperson, probably because a, he just, he's really good at getting people excited. He just will talk to you forever. He just goes, man, and uh, and b, he just makes more fucking phone calls. Yeah, and everyone goes, well, why do you? Well, why am I not selling as much as Philip? Well, you're not making as many phone calls as Philip. That job is very simple to understand yeah so that's where that comes in yes there's the people that like you know need to sniff their own farts and talk about how great they are or how they do this and that and and make sure everyone knows about like, every little detail they do those people are the class you know i need a star on the chart to make me feel good yeah and uh and they're still out there but you know it's it's just oh they're out there heavily yeah i think they're out there heavily and i think a lot of people are hiding behind not having any of those accolades yeah that are really eating them alive that they don't well, have yeah. stuff like that well that's what like dude and i think that's like, what keeps this like, whole bro, perpetual link going linkedin has taken off recently linkedin is like the new facebook i swear to god go on linkedin because i keep it open because there's a lot of shit like on my side, the penguin just posts a lot of shit. Um, and truthfully, like it's it's great, but there's just so much like self marketing and self this and that, and even like the highest up people, like in my in my industry, like the highest up folks are on LinkedIn actively, actively. Yeah. So it benefits you hard to have a presence. It sucks because there's some. The best sales reps are not on LinkedIn actively promoting themselves. They don't have fucking time. Right. I don't have time to go on LinkedIn and talk about how great of a thing I did. That's the other thing too, dude. I don't. And, and don't honestly, no one cares. No one wants to hear that shit. No one cares. Unless you're, unless you're, and I've written enough recently, unless your fucking book that you just put on LinkedIn has some badass message and you put together a very intriguing way to write it. Right. Ain't nobody give a damn, bro. No, and and I'm not saying that LinkedIn can't be used as a benefit to you. It can be. And I'm not saying that people have a post in LinkedIn and, and share a great mix of like what they're working on and they're like like to go and just share your accolades and that's all you share is is not great to go in and like actively talk about what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis to show the kind of effect you have on your organization 100 yes absolutely yeah don't, sh don't don't tell me you did this and it's just self-fulfilling crap go and actually show what you're doing and how you're making a difference in your organization and then that will show how great of an employee you are because those are the people they want their team like people want those people on their team not people that are going out and just again that's so self-fulfilling you know, the dopamine rush of like, hey, man, look what I did. This is going to make me look good. Just show what you're doing on a regular basis. Like, that's the, that's what matters in your job. Well, for me, what jams me up is like this shit that we're talking right now, this LinkedIn. This is a whole nother dynamic to building the organization that you work for. Yeah. And we are not being utilized. I just it irks me so much that like I and I've talked about this before. I can't go to like I went to a facility last fall. I went to a facility out near Harrisburg. I went out there and I commissioned the furnace. Brand new furnace was built. I'm the one who went out there to commission that furnace to sign off on it, that it was built properly. All the lining was put in correctly and that it could be fired up for production to start creating ballistics armor like bulletproof armor for the for the government that's what i fucking did ain't nobody in the damn world or on linkedin knows that i went and commissioned a furnace for right. all this badass shit to right. be built so the young kid who like sees the shit that's going on on tiktok or on social media doesn't get to see me put together a cool video of right. me going out to go do something like that. Yeah. So STEM doesn't get pushed. And I'm not sitting here saying that everybody has to get into STEM. 
But getting into STEM would ultimately potentially push more people to get back into the trades. Yeah. And that's, dude, that's something where you get yourself completely out of this situation of the 40-hour work week very quickly with going into the trades out of school nowadays. I I would push any young adult. If I had my if I was able to transition right back to 18, this is how I would do it now. I would go get a trades job, I'd work my ass off for 2 years. I'd work my ass off for 2 years and I'd easily easily in those 2 years bank probably 150 grand with that laborer's job or with that. And that's bank. That's not talking about my expenses and the things that I would buy in the first two two years of making that money. Dude, I'm straight out of high school. I got no expenses. I got no student loans, no nothing. Like living at your parents' house. Ride it out for two years at your parents' house. You don't need to fuck pussy other places, dude. You go... You, your friends, you have plenty of friends who went to, you have plenty of friends who went to college, brother. Go visit them on the weekend. You don't need a place, Sorry. you don't need a place to find and hook up with other people. Don't spend your money like that. That's all it was, too. It's Go to all college. It was. I'm like, bro, think of all the pussy I'll get here because high school didn't do it for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that was me. That was I, me, too. Yeah. I, I thought to myself, That was too, the issue. There were not enough girls. But you go... Your time in those first two years of just working a job where you're being a laborer, you're being an apprentice, you're being something, you learn a tr- you learn a skill, you learn a trade that ultimately is going to be useful for you. Hell, if you're a badass, dude, I would just rotate for four years. I would do the whole conglomerate. I'd go be an apprentice for a plumber. I'd go be an apprentice for an electrician. I'd go be an apprentice for a carpenter. I'd go be an apprentice and learn all those different things. Because at some point in time, I'd want to build my own house or do some shit on my own or fix my own house and not have to pay someone else's ass to come out and do it. I'd have all these badass skills while your friends were all going and spending 200 plus K or whatever to go to college and have that experience. Dude, don't get me wrong. I had one year of that experience. It was fantastic. I enjoyed myself. But I also set myself up for some interesting things after my freshman year of college that really I feel like set me onto a loop of like being in an interesting loop in my 20s of just like not really knowing myself, trying to find myself and ultimately getting back to where we're at right here right now. Yeah, you get back to the same place. It's kind of funny. You have to re rediscover yourself. But like, I think I think who you are, like leading up to eighteen, is who you most naturally are. And then you probably get a beat out of you so fucking hard that you forget who you are and it ends up being who you were younger. So I I I do think that what I would I would ultimately at that point in time I would have all that free time on my hands that I wouldn't be putting or subjecting myself to this. Honestly, dude, I think that this is a fucked up cycle to be stuck in. Yeah. And this is the cycle that I think the three of us are ever everestly drastically trying to like work ourselves out of right now. And it's scary and it's daunting and it's also one of those things where you're like, okay, I know if I just go, I do my little piece of the puzzle everything's going to be okay. I'm going to be able to pay my bills. I'm going to be able to do those couple nice things that I do a year. And the comfortability sets in of like, oh, I don't have to stress too much. Like I, I, I can make this go. But then you're like, if you don't sit back and have that awareness and that respect for like the simplicity of it, then you ultimately put yourself in the stress of why the hell am I doing this bullshit or why am i okay with going to this job that i don't want to wake up and go to right now oh well i totally lost connection with the fact that i appreciate this simplicity in my life i lost the awareness of why i was okay with this to begin with no you become like the fucking npc dude like you're like you go through that process of like the recycling sign like you work and then you're there's your life and then you sleep. And you're the just, inmate and the and, guard at and, the same time. Yeah, and it's exactly because you're the one who's allowing yourself to be in that, and you don't even think twice about it. Yeah, you're like, oh well, as long as I work, then I can get off my life, and then I'll sleep and do it the next day, and then you're 65. And there's a lot of people we know who honor that work, so you can do the things you love. That's yeah. doing good. <laughs> That's doing great, according to most people's standards. Yeah, I mean, most people would say that they're like, yeah, if I if I can if I can exchange some time to get the money to do the things I want to do after I get the money. 
then great. But like then you're just you're just missing the whole point. Like I feel like there's that's why the people who love their job never work a day in their life. That's the goal. So whatever that perception is to you, then allowing yourself to be free minded in that situation. Because then you're 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 taking off the shackles. You you have found a way to not look forward to your life after work. You look forward to your work. You look for you look at, at, at work as a part of your life, not just the means to experience your life. Oh, and that right there is the everlasting cycle that is so hard to break. Like, how do you make that fine? Like, how do you finally break that loop? Like, and that's what we're working on so hard of doing. And that's what this podcast is starting us and setting us, setting us up for. Because what does that look like to each of us? So breaking this cycle of the 40-hour work week, I don't think it's possible in some of the different industries that are out there. And I, I just don't. I don't see how you can be a firefighter and expect to not be someone who has to be on call seven days a week. Right. And that is a call to action of yourself. Like that is your own. That's what's I feel most alive when I'm fighting fires. I feel most alive when I'm putting like for me, I feel like, dude, do you feel most alive when you're putting yourself close to death? Like, is that is that the some adrenaline? People. Yeah, some people you know, do. Like, and, and dude, I promise you. There are people that are firefighters because they're adrenaline junkies. I'm not saying all of them. Yeah. That, that's generalization. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying there are there are definitely people who like that rush you get going into a life-threatening experience. I think that the 40-hour work week was put more in place for the safety of people later on than the actual, like, this is what we can get out of people. Because, dude, if you're tired... Yeah, it's so easy for you to make one of those slip ups or one of well, those. Well, that's mistakes. the justification, right? Like, like logistically, people wish truck drivers ran twenty four seven. It makes everything more efficient. In the second they find out how to make tractor trailers run autonomously, there won't ever be truck drivers ever again because those trucks will just be on electric and they'll be driven from someone in a friggin' place nowhere close to that truck or just completely by itself. Yeah. Then they can just let that truck roll as long as they need to. I think that's what's going to change this whole dynamic over the next several years. There are so many countries that are already adopting different are are already adopting different hourly weeks. Some are down to 35, some are down to 32, some are down to 37, which doesn't seem like it's that much different. But those are the averages in those countries versus our average, which I believe is a little bit higher than 40. AI is really going to change the game for a lot of this stuff. Dude, I saw I saw a funny cartoon. It was like, it's like a guy sitting in his office on his computer. It says, my life sucks. And then like a robot comes and takes his job and then he's outside and he's like, my life sucks. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> that blows. That blows. Oh. It would be funny if the yeah. AI said, my life sucks. Yeah. That would have been a funny one, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be such a good, not propaganda, but such a good like cartoon. That'd be funny. My life sucks. Be like, wow, AI, just like us now. It's like, I could be doing something like art right now. Yeah. And that's what it's ultimately going to allow you to be able to do. Like, what was the hold on? What was the uh, in Rick and Morty where he makes the robot specifically just to slice butter, and then like it becomes sentient and he asks him what his purpose is. It's like to slice butter. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. It's just that those are all the little cues out there in in the social entertainment of the world. Yeah. That just show you, like, what the fudge am I doing? Yeah. You know? Well, that's it. Like, because to, to go through the process of finding, it's, it is it is it's just money. and It's time in exchange for money to do things when you're not making money. That's what it is. So if people could find the means to get an income rolling that was self-sufficient enough to not have to sell their time to an organization or corporation or whatever it may be, then 100% of people would sign up for that. What percentage of the population do you think 
believes that they can actually break free from this rat race um at I, this point in time in life i feel like now more than ever maybe our generation feels that way because i feel like it's turning into the point where there isn't a choice and everything is so shot systematically then what the fuck's the difference if i don't just give it a shot things suck anyway i am i'm working you know minimum wage job and everything inflate is inflated to the point where i can't afford anything anyway so why don't I take a shot on myself because it's either that or work at a fucking deli, you know, I'm going to work at a deli and this is all I'm going to do. Why not take a shot on myself and, and see if I can kick this up a notch as opposed to previous generations where there was no need. Everything was priced accordingly that you could work 40 hours a week and afford a car and a house and provide for a family. So now everyone's pushing their lives aside and maybe finding a significant other, but maybe not in a part where they want to build families because they're just not comfortable enough people probably still want to have kids it's just the point that like they're working a job that's not helping them even meet the means of their lives on top of the you know student loan debt or whatever else they have hanging over their heads so i think that alone and that more time people are getting for focus on themselves is is something that's pushing to the point where people are allowing themselves to take a chance and, and go and actually chase shit they want to do. So I think people now more than ever believe that, but it's still the mental gymnastics of getting yourself to do it. I think that there are plenty of people who are now starting to see what you're saying, because if you dig into the statistics and the numbers of things, our income has risen four fourfold. Our housing prices have risen 13-fold. Well, then how am I able to afford... If my salary has only gone up fourfold, but the housing prices have gone up 13-fold, how the hell am I supposed to make that difference? How am I supposed to close that gap? Yeah. And I... It's so, like... That makes me go, why the hell am I doing this? Why the hell am I doing this 40-hour work week? Why the hell am I going through this continuous looped process even though I have it, and this is what's effed up, man. I can't sit here and say I have it bad. I can't sit here and say I work at a crappy place anymore with a crappy boss, with a crappy situation. But I can still see how I have to go to a job. That's, that's, that's imprisoning yourself, thinking that way. Like, yes, you can drive past a, a less privileged person and say, man, I got it good. That's great. That should get you to like the middle of the spectrum, like an even playing field. Be like, yeah, I should be grateful. That doesn't mean you shouldn't allow yourself to fucking reach your potential. True. True. Without saying I got it good now doesn't mean that's like that's as good as you you deserve it or right, your your or your your potential can meet. I don't like I don't like try I guess I don't like trying to talk in the way of like saying that my situation isn't good or speaking in a way that would make other people go, what an ungrateful piece of shit. Yeah. So it's hard to sit here and be able to say like, I'm grateful for where I'm at. I'm appreciative of where I'm at, but I'm going to continue going. Yeah. Just what you said, you know, and how do I continue doing that process? Well, unfortunately, I'm starting to see the writing on the wall that if I stay in the job that I'm in right now and I continue this process, like, yes, I get this opportunity ahead of me because the people that I work with, the 40 hour work week that I have built for myself, that is fantastic, that is built with good people, that I work with good people, that I have support, that I have people I can rely on. I don't work with enough people who have been red-pilled. And if you continue to surround yourself with people who have not been red-pilled, and there was a study that just came out that if you don't surround your if you don't surround yourself with like-minded people, then you ultimately fall victim to that conglomerate mentality of and the other thing too is man is like you ever heard of Belgian horses like the Belgian horses that haul uh, the Budweiser, like the commercials, you know, the Budweiser commercials, those horses that are at the yeah, front of the yeah, carriage, yeah. those are Belgian horses. Okay. And Belgian horses can haul 12 to 14,000 pounds. You put two Belgian horses together, you would think, oh, they can, they can handle like 24 to 28,000 pounds, right? Because that would be double. That would be two, that would be two Belgian horses. No, bro. When you put two Belgian horses together, they can they can haul up to 35,000 pounds. They'll outwork each other. They continue to sit there and try to outpace the other one. So when you put two Belgian horses together, them fuckers go hard in the paint. 
That's why you should build out a team. You should surround yourself with other Belgian horses who are ultimately going to keep pacing you. You pace them, they pace you. It's no different than the Snoop Dogg concept of at some point in time, you got to walk away from some of your homies. There's going to be a gap that's created. And if those homies don't close that gap, then you got to let those homies go. Because otherwise, if you don't let those homies go, at some point in time, they're going to pull you back down to their level. Because you can't keep, you can't be up here with a bunch of homies in your full group who are all down here. Building out a team building out people that are like-minded and being around people that are like-minded. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, you, me, and you all have the same ideas and we're all coming down and like, holy shit, dude. It's like we're one brain. Like, this is fantastic. It's being with people that are like-minded in the sense of wanting to grow, wanting to expand themselves because me expanding myself could be a lot different than you expanding yourself. My vision for expanding myself could be completely different than Titty's version of expanding himself. That everlasting desire to, de- to keep growing, to keep changing, to keep progressing, to keep elevating, however you want to phrase it, is what has to be there. That's the secret sauce. That's the secret sauce. It's not about how much time you put in. It's not about this or that because we said it earlier with some of these different industries. I could be a coder. And I could get two hours worth of, I could get an eight hour day done in two hours. But some people that would take that full eight hour day. You and I could be working on a business together. I could spend 40 hours a week working on that business. You could spend 10 hours a week working on that business. You could bring more in that 10 hours than I do in the 40 hours, depending on how productive you are. Now, do you sit down and you crank out those 10 hours and it's just bing, bang, done. I put two hours a day. I do my two hours. As soon as the two hour timer hits, I'm out. And then for me, it could be, oh, I sit here and I tinker on, I tinker on Twitch and then I tinker on this or uh, I go, oh, fall down this wormhole of uh, watching this video on YouTube and oh, I, but I spent 40 hours this week working on the business. You only spent 10. Yeah, but what the fuck did you do in that time frame? So that's where building out a building out a team of people who can come together and say like, dude, I'm not going to let you outpace me. I'm going to make sure I bring my piece to the puzzle. That's how we break free of this 40 hour work week. It's not about coming home every day and beating the living fuck out of ourselves and going through life and being exhausted all the time. No, it's coming together on a Sunday, doing a podcast then spending a couple hours together or getting together on a Wednesday or a Thursday evening for three hours and just doing those, putting in those hours, putting in that time. Because I can tell you this, if you're sitting here putting in this time, how many friends do we got? You know what your friends are doing on that day. You know your friends are either hanging out at their house or pissing around or doing this or doing that and you're here putting in those hours. You're exponentially expanding yourself from that demographic now how do you expand yourself from that demographic continue to stay friends with those people that's my question for you guys because that's where i'm sitting at that's the hardest thing for me i'm ready to go balls to the wall and i don't want it to be a balls to the wall of like we kill ourselves and and make this like a miserable process this shouldn't be a miserable process if we're doing this it should be fun it should be exciting it should be something new and if you're not enjoying it then but starting to build out that team of people who want to be belgian horses together want to pace ourselves want to continue to push ourselves i've seen it with us cycling recently and that's why i'm 100 percent committed to you homeboy because you have been trying to outpace my ass on the bike several times (laughs) recently and i'm like look down at my speedometer because i know you don't got the speedometer anymore i'm like that's usually where i do well is when i don't know how the fuck i'm going i'm like this bitch is going 24 miles an hour right now he Mm -hmm. has no clue he's going 24 miles an hour right now like we are cooking i'm about to ask you a few times last time we were out i'm like i don't even want to know i was like i know i know we're moving i was like damn okay now i gotta catch his ass i was like i know we're moving that's like my truest form of meditation probably nowadays is when I'm on the fucking bike. I'm going 25. My entire body is exerted. There's no way I can think of anything at all. I can't process any thoughts. It's so hard to even do anything with your 40, with your pay from the 40 hour work week. Like, this is so daunting. Like, I do all this work and then I'm like, 
I got a salary that's like close to six figures and I don't have any money in my bank account. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell am I doing? <laughs> this is insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's amazing because I actually kind of typed up before my computer died. Summarizing a lot of the stuff, pretty amazing. I was going to ask early on, but it didn't seem fitting. I was going to ask what your thoughts are on like health, but it's kind of a moot point now because I think we kind of got a lot of the same points that uh, that healthcare, it may not be a conscious thing or not, but I think that's a big safety net. What if something happens? We're all kind of locked in this trap because we're like, no matter what, I could have bills, but if I show up at the hospital, eat some kind of work done. So I think we're stuck in that and companies know that. And they're like, well, if I'm going to pay for half of your insurance or like, I'm going to need you to make that worth my while. So then we got to do that. But then also considering the fact you're making like $25 on the hour and pay for liability and stuff. But then it comes down to us. I see us going through phases, read this book. It's called Dr. Whoever says everyone in life should read it. No matter how old you are, twenties is a stage just like anything else, but you could still be, you know, applying it we go through our mental pruning probably around like age 18 to 25 then a lot of the knowledge we've accumulated college knowledge or trade knowledge or work knowledge a lot of that is pruned down to what's like relevant what we can use and it's like refined a little bit loose loosely to 25 to 30 i think we're going through social bar and whatnot this age may as soon as i turn 30 really the intelligence quotient, your ability to take the knowledge you have, and you're embracing. I think that's really more where brought above the surface. It's like swimming, like we're in the ocean and all of a sudden I'm looking at everything underneath and then we've looked up above the ocean. Oh, damn, there's been, <laughs> there's been an outside air. What is that? That's glorious. What is, what is going on out here? It's like, I can experience air or you could look. I think we're caught in that because we get programmed and our diet tends to lead us just as much with not ruined, but we're actively becoming slaves, slaves to our dopamine. There's an old study that talks about kids enjoying coloring books until they were rewarded. Counterintuitive, they got sick of coloring. The only group out of these two groups that got sick of coloring was the ones who were rewarded. They eventually were like, I'm not getting the reward anymore, so I don't give a shit about coloring. I'm going to do something else. Kids who never got rewarded for coloring never saw us work. He was a cashier and he would write short stories to people. And they're like, oh, what are you writing for? What do you mean? you got a class project or something he goes damn that is like whenever i heard that it's so profound and you guys ambitions to write but i just don't that honestly made me super jealous i was like he's born born for yeah it's crazy that all that shit happens but it comes back down to also the school system there's an old heidek had problems integrating into the school system they could go up and have a one-on-one say that i go up to you and you're my teacher i'm a haida native american northern united states imagine going up to your teacher and you ask them a personal question you're in algebra and you walk up in the middle of her talking and you go hey i don't understand Can you explain this a little more deeply if they're not aware enough they'll tell a the kid hey you can't be doing that. Get back to your seat. But back in their culture, it's more of a teacher is equal to student. Student can come up and it's not disruptive. I don't understand. Can you explain it to me one-on-one? And then you show we're so ingrained into this system. We're so ingrained. In- also, the diet is making our health work, which is keeping us trapped into somewhere where we need to have a health insurance safety we are just trapped poisoned every day with materialist stuff through advertising meanwhile i think this is the most profound or at least my own personal state now it kind of ruins it but also poisons philosophy religion is taboo for a lot of people but religion all these things that are naturally incredible you know they're too much work like the coloring we've been rewarded in our educational society cool anymore unless you know the other thing that's hard for me right now is like you you made the statement of pushing you away from those things that were interesting to you and for me like it was the stem and then i go through and i pay for this massive education for this engineering degree and this piece of paper and then i come to find out after leaving school like oh a theory is just like a concept like an actual law is what we are supposed to follow like a theory is just a hypothesis like so gravitational theory is just a theory it's not an actual true thing like we don't know like it changes every every spot that you're at on this earth gravity changes like it it's not 9.8 everywhere you go. Like, it's completely different. There's drops. There's all this different stuff. So for me, like, that was a hard that was a hard pill to swallow not too long ago of like, wow, I spent all my time learning all this shit. And half of it was taught to me was completely wrong. This just deters me from wanting to, like, learn anything. Like, because what the hell am I? What am I learning that's actually true? What am I learning that's false? Like, where are the truths? Where are the lies? And... I now have to build this discernment to start figuring out whether what I'm being told is a lie or not. Then, oh shit, who do I trust? Who do I don't trust? Can I actually even trust anybody? Like, who's 
who's red pilled who's blue pilled like it's such a daunting ass process and honestly i think when you start this whole like start to question and you actually start to step out of courage you step out of your lowest vibration your lowest chakra and you start stepping into your sacral and you start moving past that is not easy it's not and it's more i think it's more effed up to go through this than it honestly now i can say this openly i think it's more effed up to try to go through this process that's not me saying that i don't think that it's the better option but it's definitely way more difficult i don't think it's difficult to wake up every day go to a job retire at 65 retire at 70 and then just live your life i think that's stressful i think that's boring i think that's not what i want to do with my life but i don't think going through that is as difficult as having to continue playing that game that that person's playing while trying to unlearn all of the lies that you were told while trying to now build those new programs that you're trying to build for yourself. I'm trying to reprogram how I eat. I'm trying to reprogram how I spend my day. I'm trying to reprogram how I spend my time. <laughs> I'm now trying to reprogram who I hang out with, who I, what I consume, what I put into my body what I allow my body to see how much how much light I get from actual artificial now I should stop I should follow my circadian rhythm like dude waking up going to a job hating your life sucks is horrible is not fun but I don't see that as being even remotely close to being the person who goes through the spiritual awakening and I'll say that for me spiritual awakening is unlearning all of that stuff and building the programs for yourself how do you continue doing that every day how do you continue doing what i'm doing what you're doing what you're doing is trying to continue down that red pill life that ultimately you're trying to transition into a life of peace and a life of understanding and a life of awareness that ultimately turns into a life of love for everything which then at that point once you finally have hit that you've hit christ consciousness you can walk through and you can i love that derek showed up late today you know like or something like that I was like, the only one here i'm not fucking with you i'm I mean, I'm fucking with you but yeah but i'm saying like not being like deterred like as someone for me like who's like fucking guys you know he's fucking guys and like not being deterred by like something as subtle as that versus something as the person who like shits on you for what you're trying to do in your life. Yeah. You know, like that was a question that I didn't, that you, I didn't actually finish asking you guys, but like, how do you start to do this stuff? Notice the people who you can't, who probably can't continue yeah. going forward with you. How do you make that discernment? And how do you start building those, ultimately building those bridges? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think you have to be aware of. I think it's it's the, the, the awareness of the situation, knowing that you'll know if there's like a road you want to lead yourself down, that you know relationships in your life begin to become hurdles in that process. And I think having that situation of there's room for those people in my life as long as I'm accomplishing the things I want to do. Like those once they become a burden and what i'm looking to accomplish then i need to distance myself from those relationships and i think that's it's that's a really hard process so i think there's no process for it like you said yeah is that it's really hard for people to just cut ties and i don't like i guess a discipline would be like you know with like any like like drinking or something like you like you know like yeah there's a choice whether people want to drink or not but like having the issue of drinking too much would be like man you could just not like you could just say today i'm not going to unless yeah there's alcoholism and it's a disease and i get it but anyway the the fact of the matter would be the discipline of wanting to allow those people in your life but acknowledge when they are taking away from who you are looking to become and once you are comfortable enough with yourself and respect yourself enough to realize that some of those relationships become a burden on, on who you're becoming then you have to have that discernment i think it also sounds like you're kind of integrated into one almost as if we treat ourselves you're training for a movie or take a ufc movie we're gonna be an mma fighter it's like oh so you can't have any of this pizza I can't even think about people. And I'm like, it's crazy because people, you suddenly start to talk about your work. Like, oh no, I respect. Oh, I got to leave. I got to go. I got to go to work. You say those words. Someone's like, say no more. Feel bad for you. 
sorry sack of shit you gotta go to work but all right i respect that but it's crazy we'll work harder my job than i will for myself but it's crazy because not a formula for it but maybe that's the closest thing to a formula like respect yourself as much as you would respect your career for me it's not like a direct i don't think there's any direct negative people in my life i think there are people that like shoot stuff that makes that you have to be able to be ready for when you start down this path of wanting to take your life into your own hands like i had a buddy who for the longest time would just send me messages like i don't think you're enjoying life why are you working so much like why why don't you want to come out and go to dinner why don't you want to come out and why why don't you want to come fucking play disc golf today just outside of like working on this business or trying to like build this podcast or trying to build zz chefin or whatever like i've really neglected my training and i want to do something that i was humbly reminded at the bike ms ride that i have a lot to do because our bikes are built out. Our bikes are kind of geared as more mountain bikes than they are as oh, actual yeah. road bikes. So when you're doing a road race, and it's not even a race, it's a charity ride. But like I was riding with two dudes that are beefcakes, and they had both had road bikes. And at the end of the day, we got done with the 100 miles. And like I kept up with them all day. And they both looked at me when we got done with the 100 miles, and they were like, if I was on that bike, I wouldn't even remotely got done. In this time and he goes i would not have been able to keep up with you too because they both have fully kitted out road bikes i got a bike that has different gearing on it that is built for climbing hills and i got a bike that has wide ass fucking tires not these tiny little tires that have a lot less friction right a lot less traction and they're like dog we wouldn't even know your name if like you had a road bike here. And I was like, no, nah, I'd be chilling with you guys. But like that race is going to be off road, but it is still going to be, you're going to need to utilize a bike like we have. And I was just like, man, that was a hundred miles. And I did it in like a 17 mile an hour average pace. Like I'm going to need to do this 130 miles in like a 19 mile an hour average right. to be able to like even be in the top hundred probably. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I got some shit going on, man. So like for me, it's not just, it's not, I'm here. Like it's not, I'm here just working on this business stuck in this room and just cranking out edits all the time. Like I'm working on trying to get into the biking. I'm working on the cycling team, like working on a million different things that like, I actually like, I enjoy doing this stuff. Also, I enjoy doing all that stuff with people and with, and with friends and I want to get out and play more disc golf this year and after work and go do that kind of stuff because I really like that. And disc golf is one of the best for like just connecting with nature. But dog, there's so many things that like I enjoy doing that I don't get to just do for my 10 hours a day. Like I spend 10 hours going to my day job that if I had those 10 hours back, I'd be able to do all the stuff that I'm trying to do right now super efficiency fantastically and then have all that time at the end of the day to be able to go meet up with people or hang out with people and do that kind of stuff so it's not that i'm not enjoying it's just we have two different mentalities at this point in life i don't have kids you have kids you have a different lifestyle you're kept up at different hours of the night i'm not like i get to do whatever i want i have a dog like i gotta get my dog out i gotta take her for some walks i gotta get her out into the woods once or twice a week to make sure that I still take good care of her. Outside of that, like I have no real ties holding me to like, I have to do this or I have to do that. So it's, it's a whole different life for me as opposed to other people. And I like it. I enjoy it. Would I rather do that for 10 hours a day? Hell to the yes, but we'll get there at some point in time and I'll get there when the timing is right. That's where like I, I built out this list and this different stuff of like industries where less hours and less days a week of working and entrepreneur was one of them. Like the true definition of being an entrepreneur, though, is a different concept than some people might actually believe, though. Like a lot of people think like, oh, I go in for business. I go into business by myself. I, I'm a business owner, so I'm an entrepreneur. Yes, but a true, true entrepreneur does not have to be there for their business to continue to run. A true entrepreneur builds something out that's so well put together that it could run basically automatically without your involvement. That you should be putting less time in for more return if you're a true entrepreneur. You should be able to continue to solve those problems that end up leading to you, leading to more efficiency and better returns on your investment. So that's what you're doing. You're solving, you're continuously solving problems. And I think 
if you're someone who went through the schooling that I went through, that's all I did was problem solve. Everything was problem solving. So that's why I have, I'm so called to do this kind of stuff because that's what I did. And that's what I enjoyed about engineering was problem solving. So why not just go out there and solve those problems for myself? And that's where breaking this cycle, I know at some point in time, I'm going to have to leave my job before I'm probably supposed to leave my job to some people. To some people, it might seem like a a massive risk, but to me, it's going to be a calculated risk because I know or I feel or I believe that until I finally take that step and I go out on my own and I have no effing safety net behind me to fall back on, it's only me. I know that that's when that's when it's going to be a completely different ballgame. I'm nervous, I would say, to take that calculated risk because I don't want that to turn into, a, you know, that's, this is fun. This is enjoyable, right? Now, do you ruin a hobby? Do you ruin something that you love by making it into work? That Where do you play that? Where do you fall to try to continue the progress of turning into that but also not making it like pushing it past that boundary where like you stepped right over the edge and you just, ah, shit, I went too far. <laughs> I ruined it. You know, you got to get there first though. And the hard thing is, is like, there's so much into like going into building out a business that you actually really like, you need money to make money, which sucks. So you gotta, you gotta build out yourself. You gotta build out your wealth to be able to start being able to put yourself into those positions to live that life of more carefree versus more daunting you know, everyday work. Yeah. No, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think if you find that ability of taking a passion and turning it into uh, a career and a lifestyle, then I mean, you're, you're, you got, like I said, you got to get there first. Right. But that's, that's something a lot of people, most people would sign up for. And I think that all starts with your perception and, and, you know, your, your true understanding of yourself and what you, what you feel like you're here to do or accomplish or what you want to do or accomplish and and making sure you're, you're in tune with yourself. To get to that life that we're talking about, do you, or are you willing to test your moral compass to get to that line. Me personally, I am torn right now between, and it honestly, it kind of feels like selling my soul and that's why I don't want to do it. You can automate, like right now with AI and everything that's set up, you can basically automate YouTube channels. And those YouTube channels just create shorts. And they literally pull people's information like Alex Hormozzi or other people who have already built out these successful channels And you basically just remix their shit all with AI and just spit this shit out there. I only know I know of this because I've had several people reach out to me on LinkedIn saying, hey, I could help you set up an automated YouTube channel that will allow you to be able to get to this. I dug all into it, dug into the research on it. It's what's huge right now It's literally just creating like millionaire mindset and then just Stealing all these people's stuff on like financial progression. Jordan Peterson's bits. Oh yeah. And then just, and then just basically create these remixed versions of other people's already like successful videos. And you just have these automated YouTube channels that just keep pumping out this information and whatnot. That's where do you, for me, that's going against my moral No, that's, that takes all the fun out. That's, that's like, that's there's nothing creative about that. I have no interest in that at all. For me personally, like, yeah, could you make a bunch of money that would set you up to be able to do the stuff that you want to do? Sure. But that's where, where's the moral compass come into play to get to that life that you want to lead? Like, I'm, I can't, I just, I can't do it, dude. I can't put more garbage and I don't. I don't think it's garbage. It is garbage. No, I think the original stuff that those people put together is right. fantastic. Yeah, the, the guy I'm with a millionaire like, mindset Instagram page just puts a funny, like, you know, takes a funny clip and puts a piano ballad behind it and, and puts a, you know, tinted filter and yep. that just gets gushed out. It's a, you know, there's the same clip coming from 20 different pages. It, it's, it's like the trash in the ocean, bro. Right. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Our entire world could be so much different if we the dumbasses stopped being dumbasses <laughs> yeah and it's i don't even think it's so much as like blowing up the whole the whole thing the whole kit and caboodle it's not because how do you you have to continue having your firefighters you have to continue having your health system there's a lot of fantastic advances in the health system 
There's a lot of terrible shit in the health system too. But that's just like everything, man. There's a lot of amazing things in drugs and psychedelics. But there's a lot of negative things in drugs and psychedelics. Yeah. It's all about, and I think it really stems back to that relationship that you have with all this different stuff. And we that's kind of been a common theme of building the healthy relationship with whatever it is that you're doing. Right. You know, whether that be working out, whether that be advancing yourself, whether that be your business, unless you have the healthy relationship with that, it's going to become a negative thing in your life. You're going to skip eating properly because you're so programmed that I just got to work out. I just got to work out. I got to work out that you're going to miss your nutrition. That's going to end up fucking you up even worse whenever you're trying to work out heavily and it's not. So like, it's the healthy relationship with everything. It's building out those foundations that ultimately build up the pyramid of you yourself and building on those towers. Final thoughts on the 40 hour work week. Dave. Fuck it. But what would be your final thoughts from talking about the 40 hour work week day? Let me start. I'll start my final thoughts. I'm going to read. I'm going to read. So the question is, seriously, though, what the hell is keeping us in this loop? And my response would be, I really do not understand what is keeping us in this loop. We, the people, demanded for better for ourselves back in the day. Where did our backbones go? Yes, this world is tough and difficult at times. Some evil people have done an amazing job to build an empire that leeches into every single industry in the world. So, their influence is strong. However, their strength is non-existent. Their numbers are small. Our numbers are large. Wake up, mofos. Let's take this world back. Overall, my final comments to the 40-hour work week are, why are we doing it to ourselves if we have a national issue with mental health? And I think that overall, we really wouldn't have this mentality or these thought processes of hating our jobs and hating this and hating that if there wasn't all these other factors that we are not really stating play into this. Just like we made the comment earlier in the day of the 40-hour work week doesn't just affect the 30-year-old, it affects the 5-year-old, it affects the 6-year-old, it affects the grade, the third grader, 30-year-old. And the third grader are both getting affected by the 40-hour work week. Whereas I think that our minds are both getting affected by the food that we eat, the stuff that we're consuming, and the bullshit that's in the air and the water. And that is really holding us to be in these low vibrations, which is ultimately keeping us from having any awareness, any discernment, any gratitude for the experience itself, which I know can suck and can be daunting and cannot be fun. From time to time only us who can ultimately change so find your group find your homies find your family bring your people together and start building out that generational wealth and honestly i believe that in the next several years it is going to be and i'm not attacking the family dynamic i'm just making statements because we have generations of family and lineage that is still alive however my grandma does not believe in the same things that i believe in so i really truly believe that our families are not going to be so much blood but are going to be blood in sweat born in the sweat that we end up doing the work together in the conglomerates that we start to build out so this right here is the initial starts of the family that I'm trying to build. If we all work the same, then we're all, and we all continue to try to progress towards those things and keep ourselves accountable, then you guys are a part of my family. That's just my thought. So find your team, find your people, start building out your groups, become your Belgian horses together and become absolute beasts. Yeah, bet on yourself. People will bet on the fucking pittsburgh pirates you're gonna throw your fucking harder and we're all underpaid and overworked and you'll spend 20 bucks because you want to think you think the pirates are gonna win and you're just flushing it down the fucking toilet you won't have the courage to bet on yourself which is the issue you've asked my final thoughts let's try this again people will bet on the pittsburgh pirates but they won't bet on themselves and like brandon just said like the way to regret weighs a lot more than the the weight of uh whatever the fuck you said uh, discipline discipline yes ounces of discipline tons of regret but it is true and like taking that little bit of like the, the starving 
artists like they're like there's people that are like out there who want to be like stand-up comedians that sleep in their car and eat granola bars and try to work themselves up and they bet on the, there are people out there that do that that choose to be in poverty willingly that throw everything aside steve harvey is a perfect example. Be, yeah because they want to take a chance on themselves and those people are they deserve all the respect in the world and a lot of time they are given a lot less respect than a lot of other people and that's fucked up yeah there should be a ton of resource someone who actually wants to go out there and those people are seen as like you're embarrassing yourself or like you're oh what a fool this person is like no those are the strongest most like those are the people you want to be around the people that have the confidence in themselves whether it's blindly ignorant confidence that they have no business having at least they have it so i think there's something to learn about those people and and willing and i i fuck i'm not there but you know, using examples that you see to to find that power, to, to know that you have it inside of you to go after what you want. Oh, yeah. I think we all need to be collaborative and altruistic. We all need to support one another. But then also, one, like that part about supporting out, help even if they don't reach out. And then at the same time, people who keep asking you, you set the yeah. boundary. We talked about this a little bit last night. I had to have Trisha remind me if a company lets lets you go. I'm talk, I'm talking to the camera. Company lets you go, then sometimes it's not always you. Sometimes it's the company. It's like the world. It has this anxiety in the system because there are money hungry, greedy people. Could be working for a great company. Might not be those people. There's certainly going to be those people who are pushing compromise a lot of your morals. Those companies. Will Put pressure on you in the system to set your bound. Ultimately, individuals and those individuals keep working on ourselves harder on yourself. Coming from the worst person at, at my job every Friday that I end a daylight shift, always the last person working because my machine's still running and everyone's is off. As soon as I turn my machine on, and next to me always gives me a hard time because he's he turns off his machine probably like in my opinion 20 minutes earlier than he should. Through this, I'm gonna. Clean my machine, and then I'm going to sit afterwards and be done. Me, I'm like, I want to get one more part. Call it part greedy, a little bit manipulative, but hell, they're manipulating me too. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm getting one more part for you. In my mind, a subtle, passive-aggressive thing to be like, don't give me shit for turning off. I'm giving you one more product that you get to sell for at least 50 to 100 bucks. And I'm giving you two of those. <laughs> so yeah, if you give me shit for being like five minutes ever, it's like, I don't care. I just gave you like... 100 to 200 more bucks than you already had and all you paid for was four extra minutes fuck off if you if you want to tell me that i'm taking too long to clean my stuff is like wait you are getting mad because you paid me we'll just use a rock you paid me 30 bucks i don't give a shit yeah <laughs> i just gave you 200 dollars. Yeah. there's a hundred and i'm not gonna do the math i'm just gonna do as i just gave you 180 bucks you didn't have for four minutes you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> crazy <laughs> But we still get pressure and anxiety for the system. You know why there's anxiety in that system? Because the people who are above me want to go the fuck home. And it's like, yep. sorry, I just got conditioned and programmed to be a slave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was 40 hour work week, five day work week. Are we still doing this bullshit? Why are we still doing this bullshit? That was the Dismount Podcast. We are signing off. And that was another absolutely epic episode of just the three of us squares sitting in a room and talking. And uh, we'll see you guys.